Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where we interview women executives, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And you're listening to the Well Woman Show, where motivated women achieve fulfillment and well-being. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. Take time for myself by coming to things like Well Woman Drinks. To be accepting of myself no matter what. Step away from judgment as much as possible. You're listening to the Well Women Show. Just, you're going to be in for a good ride. I don't regret anything. Everything I've ever done, I've learned from it, one way or another, good or bad. Being a little bit selfish for yourself, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first and then give what's left. I'm a woman. I would prefer to, to tell my own story. My story, though it's very personal, is universal. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. And now your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hi, Giovanna Rossi here, and welcome to another episode of The Well Woman Show, where I interview women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs about their lives and their road to becoming and being who they are today. Are you at the top of your game professionally, but feeling burned out, or finding it hard to focus on your goals, or unfulfilled personally? Or are you in transition, simply juggling so many things, you find it hard to take care of your own needs? Well, you're not alone. We all need to activate the four universal superpowers. These are the internal strengths and abilities we all already have, but don't use all the time. Superpowers can be cultivated, and they include awareness, intuition, action, and acceptance. Toward the end of the show, in a segment called Superpowers for Success, I ask my guest about her superpowers, and the answers will give you the strength, perspective, and power to live a well-woman life. I'm so happy you're here, so thanks for tuning in. This episode of The Well Woman Show is brought to you by Collective Action Strategies, supporting organizations that support women and families, and by Well Woman Life Movement Challenge Quiz, your resource for living your best life. If you're in burnout or major transition, this is your time to figure out what's holding you back from making the changes you need to make in order to live your fullest, most joyful life. The cause of all of our challenges, personal or professional, can actually be rooted in the lack of internal superpowers and or external supports. Our Well Woman Life Framework tells you which stage of the Well Woman Life Cycle you're in and what to do about it so you can truly live your best life. You can find out more at wellwomanlife.com slash quiz. I'm so thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine in New Mexico, a monthly green healthy lifestyle publication, and for support from High Desert Yoga, promoting optimum physical health, clarity of mind, and spiritual inspiration for all. Hello, hello, well women. I don't know about you, but I am really enjoying this fall weather. It's super cool and uh, crisp even a little chilly. The leaves are changing. Um, At the time of recording, it's October, so it's beautiful in New Mexico, where I am. And um, it's a real kind of time of harvest and transition. And um, you might be coming out of sort of a deep... A deeply thoughtful place into transition, or you could be going from burnout into transition, or you could be in flow with your transition. So there's all kinds of ways we experience transition. And if you're interested in where you are in the Well Woman Life Cycle, definitely check out the quiz at wellwomanlife.com/quiz. 
And I have a really special show for you today. I'm so excited. I caught up with my good friend Bernadette Seacrest when I was in Atlanta, where she lives now, um, earlier this this summer. And um, I kind of surprised her with an interview in the car on the way to dinner. <laughs> um, and you'll hear us joking about it at the end of the interview here. Um, but she is um, an amazing, amazingly successful singer and artist um, who has had a um, adventurous journey, shall I say, um, throughout her life. Um, and on the show today, she really shares uh, how quitting and restarting creative projects has been something that she does and has accepted. Um, she shares the awakening that led to getting sober. Um, she talks about learning how to be in the world and how she found her thing at age 35. Um, her thing being singing. So um, very special show for you today. And um, I just want to tell you a little bit more about Bernadette. And her full bio is on the um, in the show notes on the website at wellwomanlife.com slash 139 show. Um, Bernadette and I have been friends for quite a while. And um, we as she says in the interview, we sort of grew up together, you know, when you have those friends that you really grow with. And then you look back and you think, my gosh, we we really grew up. Um, and we're still growing up, right? We're not, we're not there. It's not like the journey's complete. Um, and so Bernadette spent her childhood in California and New York, where she studied classical dance and um, with the renowned Los Angeles Ballet, San Francisco Ballet, and American Ballet Theater. Um, and then she... Um, moved to uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and made her musical debut in 2001 when she was 35. She was with one of the hottest roots rockabilly bands in the Southwest, the Long Goners. And um, she followed her heart in 2006 to Atlanta, where she put together a new project, and um, I think we're going to hear on the show uh, some of her newest album, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. But uh, Bernadette has been on various European tours. Um, I was on one of them with her. We had a wild time in France. And um, basically, she just has a lot to share and um, has has had a real interesting journey so far and has a lot more to come and a lot more to give I think and just to warn you there are definitely some f-bombs being dropped on this interview so um, if you've got little ones you might not want to play this interview right now <laughs> um, it's only in a couple spots but just wanted to warn you so without further ado my interview with Bernadette Seacrest 
I'm speaking with Bernadette Seacrest here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm excited to be here with you. It's been a long time. I know. We're like sitting in her car parked outside the restaurant about to go have dinner and we're going to do a quick interview. Um, Bernadette, as we heard in the introduction, you know, you have an extensive background in music as an artist. Um, you've, you're covered in tattoos. <laughs> yes. Yes. So um, everybody is. What the hell? <laughs> so um, what are you what are you up to right now? Like, are you doing music um, or what is your creative outlet right now? Well, I don't really have one right now. Um, I generally have one, uh, but I keep quitting. That's my thing. Is I do music and then I quit because I have little nervous breakdowns, little mini crazy. So I quit, quote unquote, about eight years ago. And since then, I've put out a record and I've had a couple shows and I'm always actively looking for a guitar player just to fuck around. Can I say fuck? <laughs> you already Sorry. Okay. I'll try not to. Um, anyway. <laughs> So that's kind of what I do is I try and have little projects, you know, on a regular basis. But I don't have one currently. But, you know, I'm always active. we do. Okay. And Bernadette, can you describe a time in your life when you weren't putting yourself first, when you weren't taking care of yourself the way you probably now know you need to? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I almost want you to say it again, because what the hell? Um, I would say that I didn't put myself first until I was about 32. And I know that because that was my sobriety date. Can I say that? Yeah. Okay. So that was my sobriety date. And um, that kind of really changed everything, you know. What was the impetus for that like how did you decide to to finally make that happen for yourself um well that's a that's a story and um it's crazy and I just you know I had been drinking and drugging for you know since I was a kid and um really honestly one day I woke up and I looked in the mirror and I had this crazy kind of epiphany and, you know, they talk about it in the program as a spiritual awakening. And so I don't know if that's really what it was, but something clicked inside my brain that or in my heart, you know, that had never, um, ever happened for me. So a friend of mine recommended that I go to a meeting and we were very close friends and he had been trying to get me sober for as long as he had been sober, which was about a year so he would occasionally take me to meetings. He would leave a big book in my house. He did all kinds of little creative things to try and help me because he knew that I was a gigantic disaster area. So good. Okay. So you put yourself first. That was over 20 years ago. Um, and how, 
how did that change your life? I mean, I met you when you were after you were sober, so yes. I don't I don't know the pre, yeah. you know the Thank the God. pre story. <laughs> I don't know the backstory there. Thank God you didn't. <laughs> how has your life changed? I mean, I I know a lot has happened in yeah. your life. Yeah. Well, it. Um, I guess you know, quitting drinking and drugging. That was that was something in itself. And um, the lifestyle and the, you know, I don't want to sound big booky or AAE or anything like that, but um, the program taught me things that I never learned that I should have learned as a kid and as a, you know, 20-something, you know, just experiences I should have learned, but instead I was getting wasted so I learned just kind of how to be in the world and how to interact with others, how to take care of myself. You know, like I had not been to a dentist, I think, since I was, you know, 15. And I went, my sponsor said, you need to go and go to the doctor and to the dentist and just basic things that I never did. And so I went to the dentist and he said, you need to have all your teeth capped. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> They're all fake. <laughs> wow. I had ground them down to little stubs. Yeah, because I have the TMJ. So I ground them down to little stubs. They were raw nerves and they killed me. And so that was that was something where I put my foot self first. <laughs> that, was, that was the beginning. <laughs> yeah, like of taking care of yourself. Yeah, yeah. That was the beginning. And, you know, there's so much, you know, it's hard to, um, it's hard to pinpoint any one thing. There was everything changed. Every single thing in my life changed. My friends changed, which was really hard because I hung out with a bunch of people who drank and used more than I did, you know, and so I couldn't, you know, spend time with them anymore. And I had to, um, you know, make amends to a lot of people that I hurt throughout the years. And that was really hard. And, you know, I had to kind of adopt a spiritual way of life and figure out what what the universe kind of meant to me and what higher power was, you know, I didn't have any idea about any of that stuff. And is that when you started um, doing music? Because I feel like when you sing, you tap into something uh, that's greater than you or than anything because you sort of channel this thing that's nice um do do you you know that you do that um i've heard that i do that music is kind of funny for me i'm really um self-deprecating you know and um my husband gives me a hard time all the time because i really kind of um diminish everything everything like I don't listen to my own music and I don't um you know I it's it's stupid you know I'm a grown woman I should embrace it well is that because you have a hard time loving yourself I think so I think it's challenging especially with the music you know I mean 
there's so much incredible music out there, you know, and I have this thing where I compare myself, which is totally lame, you know, I mean, it's ridiculous to do that. There's always going to be better people, you know, and that's a reality and that's okay, you know, but when I get into comparing myself, then, you know, I end up kind of getting lost and, you know, it's hard to um, think about myself in, you know, in the good way that I should be. It's hard. I mean, it's hard for anyone, successful or not, or, you know, or anybody who's been on the path of like a lot of self-development or not. It's just hard. And when I was interviewing, um, in fact, I think you and I talked about this, uh, Julia Cameron, um, that wrote The Artist's Way. Yes, yes. And she... She changed my life. She has written countless books that have sold millions and millions of copies, and yet she worries that she doesn't have another book in her isn't it ridiculous it's ridiculous and it's true i mean so many artists i know um don't have faith in their work you know and are really um tortured (laughs) the tortured artist thing is such a cliche but you know it's a cliche for a reason and you know, speaking of her, it's she, that book, Artist's Way, totally, totally, totally changed my life. It really made me um, think about myself as an artist, which I had never done. And my entire life has been nothing but creative, uh, you know, creative jobs, creativity, you know, my whole life, you know, since I was four and I started with ballet. And, um, I read that book and I did everything inside it. And I was sober when I, when I took that on and I still, to this day, journal three pages a day, morning pages, morning pages. (laughs) I still do them. It's been years and years and years. And that's been such a useful tool. I mean, really the stuff that comes out on paper, you know, cause you got to write longhand, um, the stuff that comes out on paper, you just don't even, you're, for me, I don't have awareness about it. And then it comes out and it's like, wow, this is, I had no idea that I was feeling this way or, you know, yeah. so. And then you notice patterns. You're like, oh, I, I wrote about this yeah. last week and the week before and the week before that. So, okay. Well, Bernadette, um, I want to go into the segment called superpowers for success and ask you a few questions. Um, and the answers to these questions really help um, other women listening to the show with, you know, with their lives. So um, the first question is, what does success in life mean for you? Well, that's a hard one. That's really hard because I really um, don't feel successful. <laughs> and I am, <laughs> you know, I really am. And I know that. But I just don't feel it, you know, and, you know, I'm working hard now that I'm in my 50s to finally kind of embrace that. And um, what was the question? Say it again. What does success in life mean to you? What does it mean? God, that really is a hard one. You know, I think um, being happy, you know, but... 
being happy, those are just fleeting moments. You know, that's not, that's not real. That's not reality. Happiness is real, but to try and be happy all the time is, you know, that's not an attainable goal. (laughs) I hate to say, you know, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but, um, you know, I try to be happy and I try to be useful. I think that's part of being successful is being useful to, to others and, you know, to try to do, I have a small world around me. I don't have a lot of energy and I have, you know, chronic illness and blah, blah, blah. And so my world is very small. And so I try to be the best person that I can be. I try to be loving and kind and generous and um, true and honest and loyal and all those things. And I think those things make me a successful person, I would say. And Bernadette, when did you know you were really good at what you do? And if you want, we can take the singing for an example. He was cool as ice. She never seemed satisfied. All the boys in town did nothing but bring her down. And when the parties were done, with all her dreams washed in rum, She'd smile and tip her glass Hoping to wake in the past Oh, nothing could be done She wouldn't listen to anyone Oh, I can't be around When a girl falls down You know, I always wanted to sing. I didn't start until I was 35. And um, I knew right away. It felt, I felt like something deep within my soul you know it felt like I was put on the earth to sing that's what it felt like and so that's when I I knew right away it was the right thing it was hard and I didn't like it at first because I have horrible stage fright and so it took a lot to get me on stage and then when I got on stage I hated it I was really nervous I didn't feel good But I told myself I'm going to do this six times. And if by the sixth time I don't feel it, then I'll quit. And I'll know that I have given it my all, you know, because we did a lot of rehearsing and there was a lot to put a band together and all that. It was a lot of work. And so by the sixth time, I was like addicted. (laughs) I loved it. Yeah, yeah. There's something that happens when I'm on stage. It doesn't happen all the time. It only happens every now and then. But it's a connection that you feel with the audience and the band. And it happens all at once. And it's, it's, you know, like a spiritual experience. 
Yeah, I mean, is it like meditating when you reach a, that like l- other level of consciousness? Yeah, kind of? sure. Sure, totally. I mean, it's really, you know, when I perform, when I get off stage, I have no idea how I did or what I said. <laughs> yeah. Like no memory. <laughs> no memory of it, you know. It's um, and I work very, very, very hard to always have a perfect show, which of course doesn't happen. And you know, my little thing that I do before I go on stage is I say, "Please let me handle whatever shit comes up," because there's always shit that comes up. There's always something wrong. You got a bad sound man. You got a drunk player you got a bad audience you got no audience you know I mean there's all kinds of stuff that happens and so I I ask for grace to be able to handle whatever comes up and then I get on stage and I do my thing and it really doesn't matter what's going on it doesn't matter I always you know feel like I have a good show even when I have a bad show which I have (laughs) (laughs) okay describe a personal habit that contributes to your well-being um well journaling that's a good one Mm -hmm. journaling um therapy (laughs) meetings um having a healthy loving relationship with my husband what superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time. That would be the singing for sure. That's a superpower. That's a definite superpower. There's nothing like it. You know, my therapist recently, because we're doing the work, we're doing some heavy work, and it's intense, and um, it's scary. And she said, when do you feel your best? And I thought about it, and the first thing that came to my mind was when I'm performing. And she said, when's the last time you felt your best? And it was my last show, which was a couple months ago. And so she said, that's the place you need to go when you start to get overwhelmed or whatever, or flipped out or, you know, sad or angry or whatever. And I can't, if it's too much, then I can tap that. You know, it's a resource that I can tap into anytime. And it's, it, that was like a huge revelation. I, that never occurred to me, you know, and it seems so basic. Well, how do you do that if you don't have a band? You just can go sing somewhere? Um, no, what she meant was just tap into the, <laughs> just tap into the feeling, the feeling that I have when I am performing. And you can do that? Yes. You know, you just go to that place. You just think about it. and I don't know. I'm not a singer. I don't know. Ah, well, anything that you do, that you do really well, that you love, Mm. you know? I mean, for you, it's this. You're doing your dream. You're living your dream. You are. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) You know, we've grown up together, and you're this fucking superpower you are all right i'm definitely gonna have to put a disclaimer at the beginning of the show about the swearing that's okay no you go ahead with your (laughs) (laughs) f-bomb all right a couple more questions what advice would you give your 25 year old self Mm. to try and love myself 
I think that's the main one. Would she have listened? No. <laughs> she was drunk. <laughs> but it would have been nice if I would have had, you know, a mentor or a mom or somebody to kind of help me along the road there. Bernadette, do you identify as a feminist? There are aspects that I absolutely identify with. There are aspects. But I'm so tired of politics and shit. I'm just super tired of everything. And so I kind of have taken myself out and have become... I don't know, maybe an ostrich with her head in the sand. <laughs> well, were you ever, did you ever identify as yes. a feminist? Oh, yes, okay. absolutely. Certainly. When I was a kid, when okay. I was younger, absolutely. So on this show, I, I define feminism as uh, working for social, political and economic equality. So that's what we're talking about. I know the yeah. word has a lot of baggage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm proud of you. I'm glad you're doing it. Somebody needs to do it for sure. <laughs> it's just not me. <laughs> okay, last question to wrap up. What are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? Uh, let me think about that. What is on my nightstand? Or what's the last thing you read that you liked? The last thing, um, I think was of human bondage I read it up in the cabin we have a little cabin that I go to and I've read it a bunch of times and I hadn't read it in years and so I reread it and I love it Somerset Mom it's a beautiful book mm. yeah Bernadette it was so fun yeah. having you on the show it's crazy I can't even believe it I had no idea that this is what we were doing you're so sneaky <laughs> Wait, I said, can I interview you on the way to the restaurant? That's not yeah. sneaky. Um, well, I had no idea we were doing a podcast, and I didn't know what it was for. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me a couple questions and write down some answers. <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> yeah! She left a train broken hearts For her that one in the dark But for every single one There's a life that she's undone For nothing could be done wouldn't listen to anyone oh i can't be around when the girl falls down oh religious love was long too long to remember them all that night a part of me died but i know i was right oh nothing could be done wouldn't listen to anyone oh i can't be around when the girl That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your Well Woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join us. Our monthly live event, Well Woman Drinks, brings women together to share our successes and challenges as women, leaders, moms, aunts, sisters, and all the other roles we carry. If you'd like to attend a Well Woman Drinks near you, or if there isn't one in your city yet and you'd like to start one, email info at wellwomanlife.com. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening today, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. 
I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.